Welcome to Shit Show of My 20s. My name's Sophia. I'm so glad you're here. I'm a 20-year-old from LA, and I started this podcast back in April after getting furloughed from my job for 10 weeks. I realized during those 10 weeks, I could do absolutely nothing and sit on the couch and eat ice cream, or I could do one of the projects I've been wanting to do but have been pushing off for the longest time. I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while, but I've been pushing it off, pushing it off till when I felt ready, when I felt good enough, when I felt like my story was good enough or when I felt comfortable in front of a camera or, or talking to people. And I realized that that moment was really truly never going to come. I was never going to feel ready enough. I was never going to feel good enough and that I just had to create that experience and just step out there. And I just recorded and I recorded before I was ready. I recorded before I felt comfortable. And I remember the first interview shaking before and then the feeling afterwards after having the conversation with her. And I realized how much of these stories I built up in my head about how it was going to be or how I wasn't prepared or whatever. And when I was just present in that interview, I learned so much and I realized I want to do this again. So I did it again and again. And since April, I've interviewed over 90 people, heard so many incredible stories about love, heartbreak, career, success, so many good things. And if there's something that I hope that you guys get from this podcast, it's that you're never going to feel ready and that if it excites you and it kind of scares you at the same time, maybe you should do it. Maybe you should try it and see what happens. So I would love if you guys could help share this podcast, share it with someone you think will love it, and leave a review. So that's pretty much it. Today's guest is Melissa. Love chatting with her. We talk about her experience working at all these acai bowl shops and realizing how much sugar was going into the acai bowls. And she wanted to create a healthier alternative. She started looking at different ways to sweeten up the bowls. And she started to look up date spreads. And she realized that there wasn't really any date spreads in the market. So she started to play around with recipes and created a wanna date. And we talk about different ways to use her date spread, her experience on Shark Tank, and some tips when you're building your own brand. So let's get started. So thank you so much, Melissa, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. Love to know about your background. Tell me about your story. How'd you get to the place you're at right now? Yeah, sure. Um, Well, quick background. I grew up in Kennesaw, Georgia, and was the pickiest eater ever. My favorite foods were pizza, chicken nuggets, french fries, and grilled cheese. And like the only vegetable I ate was like ketchup. But I played sports, was really active, and as soon as I graduated, I moved to New York City and went to NYU and was just thrown into this whole world of food I'd never seen. There were like juice presses on every corner and the first Whole Foods I'd ever been to was in the city. So I started trying all this stuff, got super healthy, loved it all, and ended up starting some part-time jobs, internships, which led me into a job at a smoothie and acai bowl shop. And at that point, I was avoiding added sugar, going to yoga every day, running. And as soon as I got to this job and looked around, I saw all the, the sugar we, or the, the, all the acai we served was sweetened with added sugar, like 15 grams per half cup, which is actually the same as a pint of ice cream. So meanwhile, we were pouring Nutella, honey, peanut butter, everything on top of these bowls. The granola was sweetened. Ultimately, it was like 
an 800 calorie bowl with probably 50 grams of sugar in it. And people were coming into the smoothie shop, like getting a healthy lunch or thinking they were intending to, but that wasn't the reality. And it drove me insane. And I was like, there has to be a better way. You know, why don't we just blend with straight fruit? Is there, you know, why don't we just sweeten the acai with dates or is there a date topping? Cause we were using apple butter and pumpkin butter and all this crazy stuff. And that led me to also thinking, is there like a vegan chocolate Nutella kind of thing that could be sweetened with dates? And I went home and Googled it and it didn't exist. So that kind of got me started. I was in business courses and whatnot and used it as the idea as a class project. And at the end of that course, I was like, well, you know what? This is actually a pretty solid idea. I should go with this because if someone else makes date butter one day, I'm going to be like kicking myself in the head for the rest of my life. And what inspired you to really get into healthy eating? Because I know before you mentioned that this wasn't always something you were doing. Was there like a change? What was like the catalyst moment for you to start getting into eating healthy? Just not knowing about healthy eating. It's way more than just like steamed broccoli. <laughs> like, you, you know, what you would think growing up as a kid, you eat your vegetables. But no, I, I mean, I played sports my whole life and I've always been insanely active and New York is a huge health and fitness scene. I've taken every class they offer in terms of cycling, boxing, you name it, yoga, and then just all the food. I mean, that was the first time I had to start grocery shopping for myself. I wasn't just eating what I was being served or the nearby drive-through offered. And I kind of taught myself to read food labels. And yeah, I taught myself how to read food labels, a nutrition label. And anytime I didn't understand what something was, I Googled the ingredient. And over the course of four to five years, I, yeah, I learned a lot. And obviously one of the first things you're going to learn to optimize your health is avoid, add, avoid added sugars. And that was what I started doing. What was it like building your business while still being in school, still balancing college? How were you able to balance them both? Yeah, I'm a workaholic. <laughs> I, I only applied to schools for college in major cities like LA, New York. I wanted to get out and start like my career and interning and doing jobs. So as soon as I got to New York, I worked at a retail shop called Anthropology wasn't into that. I thought I would be into fashion. Apparently I'm not, or not compared to other people. <laughs> then I interned at Seventeen Magazine in their photo department because I just love the creative and the design and photography. Um, so that was fun, but I didn't like the corporateness of it. So I tried a smaller boutique PR firm afterwards, which was still too big with like a 50 person team. It felt corporate-y. I just don't like sitting at a desk all day, like being told what to do or waiting to be told what to do. I want to work. So after that, I was like, let me try a startup. <laughs> and NYU has like a career website as most colleges. And one of the first things that popped up on the page when I typed startup was soft serve coconut cream, like local things. So I just reached out to the founder there and she was like, sure, we'd love to have you. And as soon as I started working there, seeing like, like two 30 year olds, not knowing what in the world they were doing, but being so passionate just about the product they were making. I was like, and I'm passionate about healthy food too. 
I was like, I want to start my own food company just like this one day. If these people can just do it out of, with no background, I could probably do it too. And that led me to my next job at the acai bowl shop because I knew, all right, I need to start learning things about healthy food companies after I left the startup. And I think to answer your question. <laughs> so yeah, I just always, I had a part-time job, if not two, throughout my entire four years at college and then started pursuit of creating Wanna Date when fall of my junior year came around. By the time I launched my website, it was fall of senior year. It took like a year to get off the ground. So basically I would just do my homework and go to my part-time job, wherever it was at the time, and spend all my free time sitting in cafes on my computer, just figuring out how do I start this company? How do I, you know, looking for people with labels, looking for people who can make it, calling them. You can do anything on the internet nowadays. <laughs> and how did you come up with, like, the recipe? Well, I when I Googled for the first time, like, date spread, date butter, there wasn't a product, but... What did come up was Pinterest, and on Pinterest, if you Google date butter or date spread, all these people are like, yeah, you just put dates and water and you know, cinnamon or cocoa or pumpkin spice in a blender and keep it in the fridge. So I did that. I just went to Whole Foods, bought some dates, got a food processor on Amazon, and then two days later, I was blending it in my dorm room, and it was like, tastes better than actual dates when you blend them down and put a flavor in, and yeah, so it's... Not rocket science, but uh, the recipe is just a couple ingredients. And as soon as I went deeper into the research on bringing it to market, I eventually learned like, all right, it's going to be a little more complicated. You have to mess with water activity and shelf stability and bricks and pH. But I learned all of that through Google. Every time a word came up, I had no idea what it was. I figured it out immediately. So I had the ability to have a conversation with manufacturers, you know, I, I was like faking it till I made it. And eventually I really did learn what I was talking about after talking about it and reading about it so much. And when you started Wanna Date, how'd you like come up with the name? What was your thought process? How'd you really just create the brand behind it? And what advice would you give someone who's trying to create their own brand right now? Right. So um, the name, well, I had the idea for the date spread while I was working at the acai bowl shop and I decided to use it then for a business class, which kind of forced me, all right, I need to come up with a name and a design and a look, which is my favorite part. I was a business marketing student. I love the creative process. So I would think about it all day long, probably took a month-ish to come up before I landed on the name Wanna Date. And I think at the time I'd been Googling like sticky branding or you know best advertising campaigns just like looking for ideas and ultimately it led me to an article and I was reading something about the got milk campaign which I grew up seeing in the school cafeteria every single day and the article was just saying how it posed a question to people and just made them stop and look at it you know with the milk mustaches and I was like all right well maybe if I pose a question somehow with a name or slogan to my customers, it'll stand out on a retail shelf. And that led me to thinking in a question format. And eventually I landed probably not too soon after that or too long after that, I landed on wanna date and the puns just rolled immediately from there. <laughs> too easy, like spread me, spoon me, <laughs> take my top off. And I was like, this is it. Like 
sign seal delivered and then the design too I just love aesthetics I'm a girl we all love design at least a little I love it a lot and so yeah I just kind of went with it but the name was everything what advice would you give someone who's looking to create a brand like you've created like with name and design or like food or just like maybe just where to start or things they should think about before building their brand well of course you have to have like a product you're obsessed with at first which i was obsessed with these dates breads i believed in them 100 percent. like i'd eat them all day long i wanted i did eat them all day long and if you're not into branding i guess you could I don't know what's, I mean, I don't really have advice. It's just in me. And honestly, that might be it. It's just, sometimes you just have it. Like it's in you. And if you're, if it's not just in you and it doesn't, like you don't feel passionate about it, you probably shouldn't start a brand. But going back to the Got Milk campaign, that is another way around it. Kind of everything sort of exists already in the world or no idea is totally new. So always looking around at what brands you admire do, even in totally different categories. You can somehow translate it into your own strategy. I do that all the time. So that's definitely something to leverage. Like look at what the best brands do and try to do it yourself in your own way. And starting off, did you start mainly online? Where did you try getting stores right away? What was your process like? Yeah, I, I literally made my own Squarespace website. It's not hard. Anyone could start a website nowadays. Yeah, I made a Squarespace, launched it as soon as I had my first small batch of inventory made. From there, I would go straight to my favorite like vegan cafes and places around New York City and ask them or email them, bring them jars to sample. Literally, I'd walk around, carry them on subways and started slowly doing that and then presenting and emailing big retailers, never hearing back. Just whoever I could find an email address, <laughs> I'd reach out to. Whoever I could get a response from on Instagram and DMs, I would DM them. Straight up hustling. Any sale is a good sale. And then just being as active as I could on social media. I'm not... Facebook advertiser or big on that so for the first two years everything was organic it wasn't until like a few months after Shark Tank that I actually started being like oh I should get into business and Facebook advertise like a real company so yeah you just got to be organic and find your people I'd go to markets around New York City like every week and there's an event so it's pretty nice good place to start a business vegan fairs Christmas markets all of that so set up my little table and sample because it tastes good and it sells itself. And why specifically did you choose dates and what are the health, some of the health benefits of dates? Oh, I mean, well, I chose dates because like date spread. I was thinking in terms of some kind of maybe a vegan Nutella or something and that could be sweetened with dates. Dates are just insanely sweet. I think they taste like glazed donuts personally. If you close your eyes, you could, and like, the texture is different, but <laughs> they're amazing. I had just tried them. I had never tried them before moving to New York. So at the time, it was like fresh on my mind. It was my newest like favorite food. And I was thinking maybe a great base for a spread because it, and it didn't exist. Like at that, at the acai bowl shop, we used apple butter and pumpkin butter on bowls. And then 
looking around Whole Foods, there wasn't a date spread. I literally went to Whole Foods and would look around. There was even, there were banana jams, obviously like grape jam and jellies exist, but no one was doing dates. And I was really confused at the time. I, I was trying to figure out too, I was trying to convince myself, is, is this not allowed to exist? I would Google everything I could because as soon as I had the idea, I'm like, how could this not exist when so many other spreads, like literally everything, every nut existed, but dates were not out there. Uh, and I couldn't find a reason it was illegal or anything. <laughs> and that's why I went with it. I love dates. I mean, they're amazing. They taste so good. What are some of your favorite ways to use your product? Do you use it in like baking? Do you make like any recipes with it? What's your favorite thing to put it on top of? Yeah, in the most obvious terms, they're awesome on like pancakes, toast, fruit, acai bowls, of course. And then you can blend it in a smoothie, which is nice because uh, it's got flavor in there. So if you put it, a scoop of chocolate date spread in with bananas and some coconut milk, it's like a chocolate banana smoothie. So you get two ingredients in one. And then they're amazing to bake with. You can use it as a straight substitute for oil or sugar any recipe but I have a million recipes on my own website and then it's also surprisingly amazing on vegetables I use it as a salad dressing uh what else you do so much I froth it in my coffee every morning so I use unsweetened milk a scoop of dates bread and you just mix it in there and I do that with the pumpkin spice especially this time of year and makes a pumpkin spice latte and then the spreads even freeze into a fudgy texture, kind of like when you freeze bananas. So you can make your own nice cream with it. It's endless. I just, we just, I, we, I don't know, man. We just discover new stuff all the time. And my customers on Instagram too discover new ways. It's so versatile. And yeah, it's amazing what it can do. And what was your experience like being on Shark Tank? And what was it like auditioning and getting on? Yeah, uh, I've watched Shark Tank my entire life since I was probably 13-ish when it aired for the first time. And then I applied probably the day after I put my Squarespace live. Not kidding. <laughs> I love the show. So as soon as I was able to apply online, I did. I even had plans to go audition in person. But about six months after I applied, I was just getting on a subway one day and a producer called me saying, hi, I'm so-and-so from Shark Tank. We saw your application. Would you mind telling me more about your business? And I was like, yes, I will tell you about my business. <laughs> so it probably took four months of weekly phone calls, practicing pitches, sending paperwork. It's a tedious process, way more tedious than applying for college was. But eventually they flew me out to LA and I pitched um, in the summer of 2019 in June-ish, I believe, or July, and made a deal with Mark Cuban. And it was such an insane experience. I still pinch myself that I was on that show. But yeah, it, I mean, it gave so much brand awareness to want to date, just having the TV spot. So many people who would never have discovered it did. It's been a wild ride since it aired for the first time back in January of this year. And were you nervous about doing your pitch? Oh, no, I was amped. I was, I probably pitched around five o'clock. 
So the entire day, I'm just like, when's it my turn? When's it my turn? And then my energy's dipping. I'm like, when is it my turn? So it was just excitement, like, let me in there more so than nerves. I practiced my pitch. I could do it in my sleep and, you know, memorized all my numbers. So I was ready. I was like, open the floodgates, let me in. <laughs> and were you anticipating someone to make a deal with you? Did you know, like, for sure this is going to work out? I couldn't imagine why someone wouldn't make a deal with Wanna Date because it tastes absolutely amazing. It's funny. I thought my pitch was pretty solid. So, yeah, I was surprised when people, they all, all the sharks started going out and then Barbara said something weird. And yeah, it wasn't how I planned or imagined or hoped it would go until Mark stepped up. And what's that like working with Mark Cuban? What have you learned from him? Oh, it's great. I mean, he has a whole team of people since they have so many companies. So uh, anytime I need something, they're, all of them are a text or an email away for a resource, a reference, an idea to bounce off of. It's amazing as someone who started a business by themselves to just feel like I have a support system that I could reach out to in, in any aspect. It's very nice. It's like having a family behind me. And what advice would you give someone who wants to go on Shark Tank? Uh, well, just apply. I mean, you, I think they have a rolling application open any day, all day, all year on their site. Um, if you can go in person, that's probably more convincing. I was gonna. But they do look at those online applications. And I mean, if you're lucky enough to get someone to reach out to you, uh, just be yourself yourself and show why you're passionate um, about your company and then I mean if you're lucky enough to go all the way to tank then extremely like show your passion for your product because it I mean it's obvious when you bring the energy people could see it what's something you're learning right now business-wise or like life uh anything any area can be a business and life I'm always learning something in business because every day a new word pops up that I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I have to Google it. But I don't know. In, in business, I want to learn more about, I'm trying to decode all these algorithms. The world is changing so much and I want to be ahead of the world changing. So right now I think a lot about the future of social media and online advertising and whatnot. And then in life in general, I'm learning kind of an opposite of that, how to tune it all out myself as a consumer. Cause I get flooded, you know, I have my personal Instagram and I scroll through it and get flooded with targeted ads and advice that's unsolicited. And so I try to learn how to access and turn off the noise in like a very self-aware way, I'm trying to be more self-aware. And what's something that you're excited about right now? Ooh, the holidays. <laughs> I'm all for the holidays it's the busiest time of year the good time of year to sell date spreads so I'm excited about it and hopeful for it especially hopefully having more online shopping this year so amped for that what's something that most people don't know about you so much <laughs> well I already told you guys I'm a baller I grew up playing basketball I'm insanely like into athletics, sports, exercise, health, fitness. 
um, deep into it all. I, I love being outside. I lived in an RV for four summers in a row, going all over the country to national parks with my dad. I studied abroad in Europe for six months, so I traveled a lot. Uh, I'm really good at drawing. I could send the alphabet backwards. I don't know. I could do a lot. <laughs> There's so much. I'm a big foodie, but that's kind of obvious. <laughs> what if you had a minute right now and you could create a speech about anything you want to talk about? What would you want to talk about? To the world, a minute speech. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On anything. Anything. Oh, that's a deep question. Thing. I don't know. I would tell everyone to like just, I don't know. Uh, you can't say enough in a minute. That's just a glimpse. I would say don't listen to anything I say or anyone else tells you, tells you to say. Just, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't like to tell people what to do, honestly. Like, I think self awareness is a big thing. And if everyone could channel their own, we'd all be a lot better off. I think the root of a lot of people being unhappy or depressed or struggling in weird times is just because so much noise gets thrown around at everyone these days, whether it's on social media, in books, ads, and it's all meant to manipulate and a lot of it's, it's not true and probably go outside and go on a walk instead and Think about yourself and your future and where you want to be in 20 years and how are you going to get there. And if you can go back in time and talk to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell her? Ooh. I, I say this to myself all the time now. I just started like a year ago and I would start sooner, hopefully, and tell my 20-year-old self to think big, stay small, and you can do it all because the truth is, with the internet, anyone can start a business and anyone can become an expert at something. I've, yeah, so I've been hit and screwed hard over the last two-ish years of business, as everyone does in starting a company. You know, you win some, you lose some. There's some snakes along the way. You get ripped off. All of which turn into great learning lessons in the end, but... Typically, the moral of every story or problem I've come across is that no one will care about wanna date more than Melissa Barto. So don't trust anyone to do a better job than I can do, or don't trust anyone, you know, that they're gonna do a good job if I'm not watching or checking in. People just wanna make a quick buck off of companies sometimes. Which is hard because a person like me would never screw someone off, but there are people out there who will do that. And I'm sure everyone can relate to that. <laughs> Being having been screwed in their life and shocked that it happened, but there's not awesome people out there always. So just do my own thing and ignore the supposed experts when I can. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you for having me. Where can people connect with you? Ooh, come hang out on Instagram. It, every social media is eat wanna date, E-A-T wanna date, the website, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. I'd love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.